Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. Thank you for joining me on another episode this week. I wanted to do a solo episode just on progress. And I got this idea for this episode um, earlier this week. So on Monday, I hit a big clean and jerk PR of 135 kilos, which is 297 pounds. So it is more than I've ever done in my entire life. The last time I hit a PR was at the American Open Series, which was in September. I hit 132 kilos. So in weightlifting, a three kilo improvement is very good. And I'm really happy with the progress that I made over the last month. But it hasn't always felt like that. And for weightlifting, if you don't really know what weightlifting is, I would watch a couple YouTube videos on it. I think it's a really cool sport. But it's basically shown me a lot. And also with before um, I did weightlifting, I was a competitive baseball player. So I played in college. And I understand that progress just isn't linear from playing these sports because you go through so much failure. You go through so many practices and sessions in weightlifting where you're not making the progress that you want. You're not hitting the numbers that you want to hit. Or in baseball, your batting average isn't as high as you think it should be. Or you're if you're a pitcher, your ERA isn't low enough and just all these things that if you don't experience baseball or if you don't do weightlifting, you probably wouldn't relate specifically. But I think progress in anything is never going to be linear. So at your job, at school, there are so many different examples that I can think of that progress just is hard to keep making. And at the beginning, so I, if I think back to when I first started lifting weights when I was a junior in high school, say the first time I ever deadlifted, I'm not sure if these numbers are completely accurate, but they're probably as close as they need to be. So say the first time I ever deadlifted, I put 45s on each side, and that's 135. So I did that, no problem. Next week, go back in, do add 10 pounds to each side, hit 155. And this keeps going on until I go up to 225, no problem. I'm able to do that. Next couple weeks, couple months, I'm up to 315. Couple weeks after that, I'm up to 405. And then the progress stops. You, um, There comes a point where you just can't put any more weight on the bar. And those days where you're just hitting one rep and you're always increasing the weight isn't how you keep moving on, on how you originally started. So say the next week you just went in, you did 315 last week, the next week all you did differently was just add 10 more pounds and you could do it. And once that progress stops, what do you do? You start adding in reps. So say if your max deadlift is 315, you might do three sets of five at 225 or 275, something like that. And that's how you continue to improve. And the numbers aren't going to be as dramatic as they were in the beginning. So this year, specifically in weightlifting, on February 26 was when I hit a PR of 131 on my clean and jerk. So February 26, fast forward September 13th, I hit 132. 
So it took me seven months to go up 2.2 pounds on my clean and jerk, which is insane to think about that it took me seven months to show any sort of progress in weightlifting terms. So in weightlifting, the only thing that really matters is how much weight's on the bar. And if the bar isn't getting heavier, then you're technically not making progress. But there's so many other ways you can make progress. Your technique gets better. You're in a better position. You have a stronger lockout, whatever the case may be. But there's always different ways that you can make progress. And during this time, I went through a lot, a lot of adversity. So in March, I got a cyst removed from a place, trust me, that you never want to have a cyst. And that set me back about a month. And then July, I had a hand injury and I basically wasn't able to lift for an entire month. So during those seven months, I experienced a lot of adversity. I And during the training, so the five months that I was able to train, it just didn't feel like it was going well because I'm not getting stronger technically and I'm not hitting the weight that I can hit. And um, it sucks to go through that time. But to just understand that I'm in this for the long haul. So in weightlifting, I don't plan on doing this for two years and then just being done with it. I plan on being in it for five or 10 years and to just really see how strong I can actually get. But understanding that the progress isn't always going to go up in a straight line and understanding that you're going to take a lot of steps back and I'm going to get injured. It's just inevitable. And I'm going to have times where things don't feel good. And I'm going to have times where I don't go up from the next meet. So every meet I've done so far, I've improved. And that's really all you can ask for. The last two meets I've done back to back, I improved three kilos, which doesn't seem like a lot. That's 6.6 pounds over two lifts. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but to go up from your last meet is good progress. And yeah, it's not as fast as I want to go. It's not the total that I wanted to hit, but it's what I was capable of at the time. And I put in so much freaking work to get those three kilos. Um, like the amount of work that it takes. So you're doing 70, 80, 85 to 90% all the time. So in those five months, I'm doing a lot of sets. I'm doing a lot of reps at that 80% range. I'm doing a lot of reps at 85%. And understanding that those reps and those sets are just as important as that PR that I hit in February and the PR that I hit in September. And it took me f seven months to hit one kilo and then I went up three kilos since my last PR and that only took a month. So understanding that just the progress, not a straight line. You're going to take dips and valleys and it sucks when you're in the dip and when you're at the peak, it feels amazing, but you can just never get too high and you can never get too low. I wanted to go into some books that I've read from researchers and scientists so recently, not really recently, probably last year or two, I read the book 
by Carol Dweck mindset. And her whole philosophy is that people are in two groups on mindset. So there's the fixed mindset, which basically says that people are born with certain traits. So the best weightlifters in the world were born with the best genetics. They are disposed to being the best in the world. They had it easy. They didn't have to do as much work as I have to do. And they're in a different position than I am. And for fixed mindset people, people who went to Harvard, they're smarter than I am. They didn't have to work as hard. The SAT came easy to them. And that's how a person with a fixed mindset thinks. And the other side is the growth mindset. So the growth mindset basically says you can develop and you can grow and you can learn things. And we're not born, basically start, we're not starting the way that we can finish. And if we really dedicate ourselves to something, we can get where we want to go. And it's, it's easy to, what I'm trying to say is that it's easy to have this growth mindset and it's easy to be, to give this advice when you're a researcher, when you're not going through the process, when you're not getting what it feels like punched in the gut, when you're not going into the gym and just failing rep after rep and you're getting injured and you're getting sick or you're not making the team or you get divorced or you get fired from your job. How do you have a growth mindset then? How do you have a growth mindset when you get knocked down and you're not where you want to be in life? It's just different. And when you're reading this stuff and hearing about it, yeah, it makes sense. But it's like until you actually feel these things and embrace what's actually happening, you're never going to appreciate what's going on around you. You're never going to appreciate what that growth mindset can really do for you until you're going through the lows and you come back outside on the other side of those highs. So when you're stuck in the rut and you feel like nothing's going right, how do you keep a growth mindset then? When I got cut from my baseball team my junior year, so I'm on the JV team, all my friends are on the varsity team. Seems like they have the best life ever and I'm not where I want to be. Did I keep a growth mindset? God, no. I was a miserable person. I, My ego was so shattered and I was so embarrassed to be on the JV team and it just sucked the entire year. I didn't have a growth mindset then. But when I come out on the other side of it and then I'm a starter my freshman year on a college baseball team... It's easy to have a growth mindset at that point. It's easy to say, yeah, I did put in all this work. I did seek out people who were better than me. I did train with a lot of people who really wanted to see me succeed and get better at baseball. So these people in the lab, in the fancy coats, just trying to tell people what's possible, how you should think, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me anymore and I do a ton of reading I do a ton of just trying to learn and I appreciate all these authors who have wrote great books especially Carol Dweck like Mindset 
but what they can't say in a textbook or what they can't teach you in a classroom is what it's like to go through failure, what it's like to quit your job and run out of money. So when I quit my job, I had a certain amount of money saved up and I burned through it pretty quickly. I had to get another job um, within like a month. I went through about $4,000 in not like a month. I had some savings backed up. But like, I didn't know if I was going to be okay. And I've always had security where I have a place to live. I have a bed. I have a hot shower whenever I need it. But to not know if you're going to have enough money to pay your gym membership next month, to not know if you're going to be able to um, find another job, that's the hardest time to keep that growth mindset and to listen to these people who are self-proclaimed experts on psychology and mindset and everything like that. And um, another book I wanted to reference was Grit by Angela Duckworth. And that's another book that I really liked. And basically what Grit is, is just being able to go through the process. So having grit is is those seven months where you're not hitting PRs. It's the time where you do get cut from the team, the time where you get divorced and you have to get back on the wagon and you have to take care of your kids when you don't feel good and when things aren't going your way. And a lot of this is relating back to what I've been going through over the course of the last year. So when I first started my YouTube channel, I thought I would have a thousand subscribers by now. I thought everyone was gonna be watching my videos. I thought every time I put out a video, people are gonna be hitting me up thinking this is so cool, how do I do this? And it hasn't been the case. I've had months where I've gotten zero subscribers. I've it's kind of embarrassing to say this, but I'll watch my video 10 or 20 times to get the, the view count up. So how do you have grit during this time when it's like no one's watching my shit and no one's listening to my podcast and I'm working a part-time job and I just don't know what's on the other side. I have no idea how I'm going to make this work and I have a goal this year to monetize this podcast i have goals to grow my youtube channel but having grit and having that growth mindset during this time i can't read that i can't have that be i can't have those lessons taught to me until i actually embrace it and go through it and i've had so last month i think i got 15 subscribers in a month, which is the best I've done on YouTube since I started. But it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like I'm at my peak. It doesn't feel like I'm where I want to be. And if you look back, I started with zero subscribers. I had no one watching my videos. So I went from zero to 72 in about um, seven, eight months which is awesome and I appreciate every one of those 72 people and 
sometimes my mom and my dad might be the only people watching they might be the only people listening to my podcast but i know on the other side there's great things to come and i understand that i'm in this for the long haul and i'm not working for one video to go viral it's going to be the course of putting out content for months for years and one thing I've talked about is just staying consistent with this. There's no way that you can do this, do YouTube and do a podcast if you're not consistent. And I've seen top performers who have huge followings. They just fall off for three, four months. You don't hear from them. They have a podcast and it's like they say they do episodes every Monday. And the last time they put out an episode was September 10th. And you're like... Dude, where you been? It's October. But um, that's what makes me different. And that's where I can understand that this long haul is where I'm going. And the results right now aren't going to stop me from doing the thing today. And I think it stops a ton of people from doing this. So you're not going to see the results. I have a kid who works at my job who is... he like works at my job part-time I guess he's full-time he works like five days a week but he told me he's a writer and I was like oh that's awesome what um like what do you write and he said he writes novels and I was asking him oh what kind of novels have you written and he said well I'm working on something but I really haven't finished anything yet and trust me I'm not trying to judge anyone else's process because I know how hard this stuff is and the author is a great kid and I know he's super smart and passionate and I really hope he can do this work because it is meaningful but I think there's so many people in our society who are in this position and he talked about if I do finish a book who's gonna read it and it doesn't matter who wants to read it it doesn't matter how many people are watching my videos it doesn't matter what the results are. It doesn't matter how much weight is on the bar when I'm weightlifting. It doesn't matter how many subscribers I have on YouTube, but what matters is my growth. And if I'm able to sleep at night and if I'm able to make a little bit of progress here and there, everything's going to work out and everything's going to be worth it. And it's not always going to feel good. You're not always going to feel like doing the thing. You're not always going to wake up and want to do a video where you know that no one might actually watch that. When I'm doing the pod, the podcast, when I'm recording, it's like this one might be the one that gets famous or this might be another one that gets 40 or 50 downloads, but it doesn't really take off and I'm fine with that. I'm working towards that one that does blow up, that does go viral, I guess. I'm working towards that video that goes viral. But if it doesn't happen, I'm okay. I'm okay with the results because I know that this long haul is about the journey. And the journey is just so much more important than the destination. The act of me just doing a freaking podcast to just sit here and record and release this for anyone who wants to listen to this can. Anyone in the world can listen to this and say, wow, he sucks at this. 
or anyone can watch my videos and think, oh, this kid, like, what's he doing recording himself? He looks like a clown. And I've embraced that. I'm fine with that because I can make myself feel worse than anyone possibly can. And I can criticize myself harder than anyone can. And I have, trust me. It took me so much to do this actual stuff. It takes me so much every single week. And I'm getting more confident in myself. And I'm getting just the work I'm doing. I feel like I'm making a ton of progress. But it's hard. It's hard work, man. It's like... It's just hard to describe. I don't really know where I'm going with this. But um, yeah, like just putting yourself out there is the scariest thing I've ever done. And I got into it with Matt a lot and said, even like from the beginning, I was a hater and I thought it was stupid what he was doing. But really, it was me. It had nothing to do with him and it had everything to do with me understanding that I'm just like Matt. And I could do this thing that he's doing, but I'm afraid. I'm scared of myself. I'm scared of what my parents think. I'm scared of what my professors at school think I should be doing. And really, I'm just insecure of myself. And by doing this every single week, by doing the coffee chats that I'm doing, by doing the videos I'm doing, the podcast, I'm just pushing past that fear every single week. And it's been tough. Um, It doesn't always feel like I'm going in the right direction. It doesn't always feel like I'm making progress. And what I've learned from just sports is that it doesn't always feel good. And the results aren't the only thing that you can focus on. So I hope this made sense. I really tried. It took me a few times to record this through. But um, yeah, just like understand that this is just the long haul. This is the journey. And no matter what you're trying to pursue in life, that the results aren't going to come today. And But that can't stop you from doing the thing, even if you're not going to see the results today. And I think the way people my age have grown up, we've always seen that progress right away. We've always wanted the thing, and then we got it that day. We have Amazon Prime, so if I order something, I can get it tomorrow or Friday. I can get it relatively quickly, where people back 20, 30 years ago, you had to wait for things. And what I'm learning with anything in life that you're doing that's worthwhile is going to take a long time. It's going to take just days on days on just doing the thing on doing the work with understanding that the results are not going to come today and for me they may never come I may never blow up on social media I may never have a large YouTube audience but I know that everything I'm doing today is worth it and that I'm making even if it's the smallest amount of progress that I'm still pushing in the right direction. So I appreciate you guys listening in for this episode. If you liked it, please give it a five-star rating on iTunes. Please DM me on social media if you have any suggestions. If you have any comments or concerns, let me know. I would be glad to talk about the podcast. 
and just everything I've got going on. If um, you want to reach out, I always answer my DMs. I'm really good at getting back to people. So just look forward to next week. I hope you guys have an awesome week, and I will talk to you guys then. Take care.